was like the longest, most drawn out. Like I like at one oh five I was like, all right. All right. Hey, my name is Chris Gravel and I am here with Colby Tortellini. Yep. Um or something. Something like um, that. Yeah, you know him as Colby Tor. Uh so you listen to Gaming Historia, our Monday podcast. Um, last week, we did our Q&A thing. We will revisit that once we have more people sending us questions. So feel free to continue to email us at podcasts at bagelgames.com. Um, hit us up on Twitter and stuff like that. We'll give you all at the end. Send us questions. We'll start compiling them. We'll do another Q&A in a month or two as, as we start to pick up more steam and more listeners. Um also, for those who captured the or who listened to this through Bago Games, um, we are on iTunes and Google Play now. So if you want to subscribe, go ahead. It's generally it generally goes up the night before it posts on Bago. So if you just can't wait to hear this uh, this soothing silky voice, then you can do that and get a little bit early. And um, I will say, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, you should because it ended up causing very heated arguments in that i'm uh, still not over our <laughs> in our discord <laughs> channel we had some major major breakdowns people no longer talk to each other <laughs> threats violence fires I mean, I mean and it was all about beyonce she started this so and she's it's gonna a, uh, <laughs> well <laughs> she's gonna end something um I would say the the quality of music that you hear on the radio, but let's 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 not get back into it here, because because today on Gaming Historia we're going to talk about a couple things, primarily uh, pre-order bonuses, pre-orders in general, but specifically pre-order bonuses. We're going to talk about the crazy amount of DLC that's happening now. And we're going to touch a little bit on day one patches, which we won't spend a whole lot of time on that because, I mean, what can you do? But I, I imagine what most of this is going to be about is pre-order bonuses and DLC because we probably have a ton of opinions on that. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll discuss whether or not it's helping or hurting gaming as a whole. So um, with that said, I'll allow Colby now to speak and say hello to everybody. Hi. <laughs> and we can still tell who the long-winded one is on the team. Um, so, so uh, well, let's get right into it. So, pre-orders, I have a little bit of a history with because everybody knows where I worked for a large part of my life. And mm-hmm. if you didn't yell pre-orders at people that were just walking by, you would get in trouble. So, um, you know, I would I would be out in front of my store as as people were walking around. I'd be like, "Come pre-order our game." Did you really and, have to do uh, that? No, it was never. It, it, it didn't get that bad, but we had to mention it every single every, time. Every purchase, right? Yeah, and and honestly, at the time, especially whenever it started, I had no problem with it because it did give the developers and the retailer an idea of what kind of demand there was going to be. And this was before digital gaming was starting to become a big thing, mm-hmm. um, and games were a little bit shorter supply. There were times... Whenever you'd come into my store and ask for Final Fantasy VII, and I would say, let me call around and see who still has some in stock. Um, that is way less of an issue today. 
Yeah, and, and it's not an issue now. Like, I mean, there's so many retailers and they have so many copies. It's not. I, I don't see a problem with pre-ordering as a whole, you know, because you put $5 down, you get $5 back if, if you don't want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the big arguments is don't pre-order a game because of what Hello Games did to us with the absolute oversell and soul-crushing game that was uh, uh, No Man's Sky. But you can still put a pre-order down to get a bonus if if you like the bonus. Just wait for the reviews before you go in and actually purchase it. I mean, honestly, just have the money down so you get it. I like to do pre-orders just because I'm very like I, I'm very kind of like I have to plan where my money's going. So I like right. you know I can just pre-order it and just have it done. I don't have to worry you know when the game is out. I can just come and grab it. I don't have to pay anything. It's done. That's why I like pre-order. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's a perfect way to do it. It's it's kind of like layaway for a yeah. game before it comes out. But there's no company out there that I know of that once you give them money for a pre-order, you can't get it back. So the argument that don't pre-order because you don't know if the game is going to be good enough does not hold water at all. No. That's a terrible argument about pre-orders. It's, it's a fruitless argument that I will... If you disagree with me, get a hold of me on Twitter or email... And we'll do a podcast where we will discuss it at length. But that argument is completely pointless because you can get the money back. And if you have even a semblance of willpower, you can wait the two or three hours for the reviews to start to come out and get an idea. Because there's only a couple companies that put embargoes until release date. And if they're doing that, you want to wait to find out anyways. Yeah. But... You know, you you don't have to buy the game. Normally, you know if the game's going to be good or not before it's even released. I rarely pre-order anything out of, you know, franchises as I usually get. Like, Pokemon, I always have pre-ordered. Uncharted, you know, it's it's a game yeah, I know is going to be good for the most part. Right. And so, now let's get into the issue with pre-orders. And mm-hmm. there's a game coming out called Extinction that... Looks like it's going to be cool. There's not a lot of... We don't have as much information on it as we want on it yet, but it's going to be what we start with. Um, if you don't know what it is, it's uh, it's a fantasy-themed action game where you're fighting these big monsters. They say they're 150 feet tall ogres that are bloodthirsty, known as Ravini. Um, skill-based combat. It's, it's kind of like Attack on Titan, but not anime. And here's Shadow the of the Colossus? Uh, yeah, but more, uh, a lot more fast paced combat, um, like flying around in the air and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And here's the problem with the pre-orders. So I'm just going to read this directly and then we can talk about it. Um, pre-order extinction via the following retailers and digital storefronts to receive exclusive DLC at launch. Already red flags are going off like crazy for me. Um, GameStop, you get the... Last Legs and Heads, you win uh, DLC, which you work against the clock as you hone your Ogre Slaying skills. Pre-order at Best Buy, you get the Short Fuse DLC. You get rewarded when you complete unique objectives in this bonus trial. The Microsoft Store, you get the Bright Still City DLC. This bonus trial will challenge even the most skillful Sentinel. And the PlayStation Store, Double Trouble. You save humanity before it's too late in the bonus trial that will test every aspect of your strength, speed, and skill. Um, and then the Deluxe Edition comes with the Days of Delorium Season Pass, which grants access to future DLC packs. 
or you can pay $15 separately to get the deluxe, to get the DLC if you buy the regular edition. Um, so you save five bucks that way. So I'm looking forward to extinction. I'm very frustrated with this nonsense. Yeah. Can I just say that what would make me feel a lot less gross about what I just heard is like <laughs> I get pre-order bonuses. Don't make it different for every single retailer. Because what that means is no matter where you get it from, unless you're getting the deluxe version, you are buying, if you want the full experience, you are buying, what, like four different DLC packs? If you're going to do yes. a pre-order bonus, make it one thing across all retailers. That is that is so gross that every single retailer has something different. It is. It's absolutely horrible. Like God of War, pre-order any one of the additions. Um... And you get Buckler of the Forge, Dolkin Shielder, and Shining Elven Soul Shield, which are three different shields. Furthermore, ah, Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't read this whole thing before we got here. I'm reading this on the fly so you guys get the raw reactions of Gravel and Tortellini. Um, So furthermore, reserving your copy via GameStop or EB Games in Canada, grant you an in-game luck of Age's Talisman, Talisman, which increases your XP and hack silver gains, and improves ability to trigger trigger perks. Ugh. So, Gross. if you want this luck of Age's Talisman, you have to go buy it at GameStop. But, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, I'm not going to buy it at GameStop because I can buy it with Amazon Prime or with Best Buy Gamers Club Unlocked and get 20% off. I'm not going to pay full price for that. But I'm locked out of that, at least at the beginning. Oh, good board. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll get to more in a second. Um, But I'm locked out of that at at the beginning because I didn't go to GameStop and buy it. So I get it from a business perspective. I get that GameStop wants to do something exclusive that's going to get you to, to go buy it from them. But the companies themselves should not, that that's not gaining any favor or trust from us. It looks consumer. greedy. It's, it, it's, yeah, it, it looks gross. And in all honesty, it pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going out on the 20th, which is when God of War releases and I'm buying a Nintendo Labo, both Nintendo Labo kits. And I may be, I might buy a game, uh, God of War, but right now I may wait a little while mm-hmm. because that's that's ridiculous. Just like Extinction, I'm gonna wait a little while and understand that where this is coming from. Colby and I are both journalists who work our butts off to get these games early so we can get reviews out to you before the game launches. And us saying this kind of stuff is not going to go over well with our contacts that would provide us <laughs> with these codes. So we may be burning some bridges, but we would rather tell you what we think and be honest and yeah, and I mean, loud about this stuff rather than maybe review something early for you. No, for sure. I mean, it's just it's it's gross and it's it's obvious. It doesn't even look like a nice PR move. Like it just looks bad. Like I appreciate. You know, if I pre-order something and I get a cute little poster, like, that's cool. That's a nice pre-order bonus. But when you're locking me out of 27 different, which, first of all, why do you have so much DLC on day one? When you're (laughs) locking me out of 17 different packs, if I don't 
pre-order it from 17 different retailers it, it i that that doesn't make me want to get a game that doesn't make me ooh i got to go get it from gamestop that makes me say i don't want this game anymore right and here we go this will this will be sh- i'm going to make sure i piss off absolutely everybody out there yes every um, try to hit every single developer if you can i am i'm going to burn every bridge that we've built i want us um, to lose everybody <laughs> it's i'm gonna get a whole lot of emails whenever this goes up tomorrow well so this goes up in the future but whenever you're listening to it so tomorrow so for us a week from now but for you in the morning um podcasting is like time traveling it is um so so here's the thing final fantasy 15 uh the royal edition for pc that's still like that's coming out soon right Yes, and it's great. It contains all the DLC on PC. It's going to have 8K resolution with HDR10. <laughs> what? 8K? Which is crazy. <laughs> How 8K, many Ks yeah. do you need? <laughs> you need it to... We just need the numbers to keep on going up. I'm not going to be happy till we're at like 960K. <laughs> I mean, I, I need to not even be able to use the most powerful microscope in the world to be able to tell there's pixels. I need it to be... <laughs> crystal my monitor um, runs a nice 1080p <laughs> i'm happy with 1080 i mean i i do you know playstation stuff like that in 4k but i'm fine with 1080 i'm, I'm good with 720 I'm on with the 720 switch from, from yeah. bayonetta 2 yeah 720 that's exactly fine. what i was thinking of <laughs> where our chemistry is clicking <laughs> we've leveled up on our podcast honestly um <laughs> so here we go if you uh there are in-game bonuses to be had of course by are. ordering the Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition through the Microsoft Store, where you get the Final Fantasy 15 Power-Up Pack, um, which enhances your uh, combat with the Dota Nuki Sword, 10 Elixirs, and 10 Phoenix Downs. If you'd prefer to go with the Steam Edition, uh, that'll give you the Fashion Collection, which gives you the Episode Gladios T-shirt, which gives you extra strength. Prompto T-shirt, which ge- accelerates hit point recovery. Ignis T-shirt for critical hit rate. And Comrades, Comrades T-shirt, which is maximum hit points. Or, for all you Origin fans, all one of you out there, um, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm burning every bridge I can. Um, the Final Fantasy XV decal collection, which includes an array of cool and colorful decals for your regalia, including celebrating... Gladiolus, Prompto, Ignis, and the men and women of the Kingsglaive. My favorite um, people. <laughs> yeah. Or, if you want to get it through the Square Enix store, you get five exclusive postcards. Postcards? Like, physical postcards? Yep. You have to order the pre-order incentives were included in the console version of the game. You pre-order the edition through them. <sighs> There should not be a list this long of pre-order incentives. No. So, all right, so Gravel, which is a game I covered only because it has the same nickname as me, (laughs) or the same name as my nickname, is just doing one pre-order bonus. Pre-order it, you get a couple Porsche cars from 81 and 86, which is cool. That's cool. Um, That's that's fine. It's one. Anywhere you get it, like, that's... That is the good way to do pre-order. I don't think pre-order incentives are an inherently bad thing. I think they're bad I mean, when they're different with every single retailer. 
Yeah, uh, we shouldn't have had to spend ten minutes describing Final Fantasy X. <laughs> no, and, not at all. And Extinction's pre-order bonuses. Um, here's one that I'm actually okay with. I'm actually okay if people start going this way. MX versus ATV all out. And we've discussed digital versus console and the prices are the same, but why? Um, mm-hmm. But this one, if you buy MX versus ATV all out um, through PSN or Xbox Live, you get to start playing it on the 23rd, which is four days early. If you get it from a physical retailer on launch day, you get a Champions Pass with instant access to the best gear and equipment and vehicle upgrades valued at 100,000 Moto Coins. Hmm. Okay, I'm not okay with that now. No. I was okay until I realized that you get the best stuff. That's so, yeah, no, that's not good. So there's that. Um, but then Dragon's Crown, which is a fantastic game, um, is getting re-released in 4K for the PS4 Pro. Not 8K. Um, not an 8K that's on the upsetting. Pro yet. We're gonna have to wait for the PS4 Pro Pro before we get the 8K. Um. <laughs> And then we'll also have the Xbox One XY to get 8K. Um, but first print copies of Dragon's Crown Pro will come with seven collectible cards representing the different classes, a metal case at no additional cost. Um, it's limited quality, quantities, so pre-order it to make sure you get yours. That's cool. That's fine. You get you know your day one edition or your pre-order edition. You get some extra cool stuff. Totally and don't have a if you haven't looked at yeah, and if you've looked at Dragon Crown, the art is beautiful in the game. So it's you know that's worth doing. Um, let's go through just a few more, and I I want to mention where we're getting all this information is gamepreorders.com. That's a they website. have a list of all of it. Yeah, I did. I was just searching, but gamepreorders.com. I'm not going to use their information without throwing out that we're using their information. Um, yeah. So thank you guys. We appreciate you putting up a website that made this much much easier to do. Um, let's see. Nobody's heard of that. Let's see. <laughs> Wonder Boy. Same thing. You get some extra stuff if you get the early edition. So that's totally cool. Fine. You don't have to go to a particular place. I have a good um, one. Yeah. What is it? Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. You pre-order it. You get a pretty poster. That's it. Yeah. See, that's all you need to do. Yeah. And I don't want to have to go one place or another to get the one thing I want. No, I, I'm getting my poster from I wherever I pre-order great now i will say as i'm going through these as uh, for the most part it's the same across all companies um regardless where you buy it you're getting the same stuff um but i'm I'm just clicking through a few more before we move on to make sure that we didn't miss any other egregious terrible things um Matt, you did the review for Dynasty Warriors 9, and if you pre-order it, you get some skimpy outfits for all the girls in the game. Yes, my favorite. I should have done that. You liked Dynasty Warriors 9, though, didn't you? Eh. Eh. I I thought your review came off as it's a pretty pretty solid game for fans of that style. For fans of it, not for me. (laughs) Right. I, I I reviewed that not enjoying the game, but knowing that fans would, basically. Well, then I would say that in the near future, you should release some kind of retro review that you do enjoy that's terrible, but you rate it a little bit higher than it should be because you do enjoy that. Wow, it sounds like you're hinting at something. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Stay tuned to Vago Games to find out what the hell I'm talking about. Um, let's see. Yeah, so I've, I've just clicked through like another five or six games to see if they did anything. Um, uh, let's see. What is this about? Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. Um, so pre-ordering Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet Anywhere unlocks SAO costumes for Kirito and Asuna, as well as Silver Assault Rifle displayed above, which shows a picture of a Silver Assault Rifle with a bayonet on the front. Or with a bayonet on the front. With a bayonet. Um, <laughs> bayonet is just, She's just the attached the to the gun. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's also a PS4 theme to be had by pre-ordering via the PlayStation Store. Which isn't a big deal. Yeah, if it's a that's, theme, like, you know, that's a that's small fine. thing. I don't have a problem with that. But we're not done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, doing so via Steam will unlock tiered rewards based on the total number of pre-purchases received. Tier 1 gives you the above SAO pack. Tier 2 will give you the ALO pack, which gives you additional costumes. AOL dial gives pack. you... Yeah, yeah. Um, ALO pack, <laughs> if I said that wrong. And no, then didn't, tier didn't. three is a downloadable Sword Art Online re hollow fragment game. So that brings up a whole new thing to talk about. Um, I think Deus Ex did this as well, uh, the newer one, where depend. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh my God. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mark that. We're going to go right back to it. This is the last one I'm going to cover because it's making me mad now. Okay. So MLB The Show, as we've said, as a big FIFA fan. Um, you mentioned it. <laughs> FIFA counter is at one. <laughs> five for five. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it in the Lava one. So oh, I'm sure you did. We'll have to double check. Um, but MLB The Show 18 is coming out. Looks good. And I'm just, again, I'm just going to read this and then we're going to go back to the thing that we were talking about on Sword Art and Deus Ex. Uh, the exact pre-order bonus, that's already a problem. The exact pre-order bonuses for MLB The Show 18 depend on the retailer. That That's like the hide me at hello. Yeah, I'm already done. Like a, goodbye. Um, if you'd like to participate in the first pitch weekend, a.k.a. early access, your choice is limited between GameStop and PSN. So, <laughs> you so, don't win. Yeah, so if I want to buy it at Best Buy, here's my thumb, take a spin. Um, that That's the safest way I can say people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so GameStop, you get to start playing on the 23rd. You get 10 standard packs, an additional 5 standard packs, so, so you get 15 packs, and a legend card. Um, if you get it at the PlayStation Store, you get to start on the 23rd. You get 10 standard packs, a legend card, 5,000 stubs, Aaron Judge for MLB 17 The Show, instant reward after checking out. If you buy it from any of the... Wait, you don't get to the... play as them right away? You have to buy them? Well, Aaron Judge... That's a weird thing for the PlayStation Store, that if you... So, a game that's coming out on the 23rd, so a month from whenever we're recording, um, you get Aaron Judge for MLB The Show Can I just 17. say how proud I am that uh, my entire family are Yankees fan? I know who he is. I know a sport person, man. Well, all right, man. You're a sports ball fan. I know someone who um, hits the ball. 
Yeah, so you'll have him for the previous game, not oh. for the new one you're about to start playing. What? Yeah, so that's a weird choice. Wait, that's and then so other strange. Retailers, yeah, it is. It's it's a really weird. Go choice, go play our old game. Buy our new game and then go play our old one. Yeah, we're gonna let you have one more month of fun in this by getting Aaron Judge if you don't already have him after playing it for a year. How long do you need to uh, unlock him? <laughs> I know. And then other retailers, ten standard packs, one legend card. So really, by getting it, the the thing you're losing out on is I can save. Twelve dollars to wait uh, a few days. Like a few days. It's just not I mean, worth it. So this, uh, oh my god, and this article's longer than most of what we write. Um, oh, oh, here we go. Just to add more insult and more things for us to talk about. There's an MVP edition which comes with a couple things. There's a digital deluxe edition for 100 bucks, which comes with what you would expect from a sports game that has like a, an ultimate team type thing where you where you open packs. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we have the $99 All Rise edition, which according to the publisher is produced in limited quantities and available only through, you guessed it, GameStop. Who's on you that get game? a Yeah, you get a New Era All Rise 950 hat, limited edition MVP edition still book digital diamond dynasty new era all rise edition 950 hat for in-game use is dlc diamond mission starter for diamond player gold mission starter for a gold player 11,000 stubs one sponsor pack 10 standard packs one classic stadium and 30 mlb ps4 themes 30 um, yeah How many so themes do you need <laughs> well each team um oh sports so for if if you weren't to get it through gamestop the big stuff you miss out on is a 950 hat and the limited edition still book um and then the the diamond and no no you still get the okay so the, so and everything else is the same um but you don't get the end game hat for use either so oh i thought it was a real life hat it's not even in game it's just you, in-game. you do get a real life hat oh. and and an end game version of that hat oh. so weird. you know <laughs> that's cool um so that's a big mess but let's go back to the sword art thing that we were talking oh, yeah. about which is uh that they're doing tiers for pre-order yeah. so the more people that pre-order the more stuff you unlock I that's not I've learned good. how to I've learned I've learned how to bleep in my editing so that's bull yeah um and I know where to bleep that now I'm a pro so <laughs> if you need editing services reach out um all I can do is I know bleep, how to bleep. <laughs> yep I know how to bleep so if you cuss a lot and you don't want it to happen just reach out to I me won't edit it in any out. other way <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't do any other work I just bleep um but I mean it is it's that's total crap it, there's the fact that we have to come together as a community to give them enough incentive to give us stuff that they've already made. They've, yeah, it's already it's already done. Yeah, so I mean, it's like a weird Kickstarter like stretch goal, but bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a stretch goal, but we've already hit the stretch. Like we've already made everything. Yeah, the game's already coming out. I mean, like I get it. Like uh, Ninja Division and Benimata 
uh, Benjamin Yamada, who we will be interviewing hopefully very soon, who did the Way of the Fighter board game and just successfully kickstarted Sonic Battle Racers, the board game. Um, they have stretch goals on there for adding new stuff to it, but that's because those things cost money to put into production. Yeah. So it's on Kickstarter for that. Whenever the game's done, if Ninja Division says, hey, if we have enough people buy this game, we'll also throw in a golden-plated Eggman. I'm going to I'm gonna email some people and say, what? Yeah, no, for sure. And so... And, and Deus Ex did something along the same lines, and it caused an outcry at the time. And then we all shut up, and we go back to doing it again. I'm not saying don't pre-order. I am saying don't pre-order this nonsense where they're saying... You got to buy it here if you want this. You got to buy it there if you want this that. This many people have to buy it if you want this. Right. And and you need to make sure that you tell all your friends to pre-order also so that you make sure that you all get this thing. I mean, that's... Uh, gaming Historian and Bago Games were very much about integrity and business, business ethics and transparency. And yeah. we're going to start being more clear about that through the podcast. We We won't run sponsors that we don't feel fit into what we're shooting for we won't write articles that uh mislead you in any way no we for are sure. we are very strict about our ethics and the integrity of the site and we're very transparent about what our plans are with the site um as much as we can be without like spoiling or without telling you things that are coming out you know like six months down the road because we're a smaller team and we want somebody else to get our brilliant ideas as far as we are concerned and run with them before we do. Um, like my retro but, review coming very shortly of a game I rated too high. Don't and want anyone nobody will that. have any idea what you're reviewing. The people are going to go, "What? Why?" This I'm cornering <laughs> a market here. <laughs> untapped. Yeah. It is an untapped market because there is nobody left. <laughs> <laughs> when there's no one there, that means it's untapped. No, it's, it's an empty room, and you're hoping that somebody walks by. I just put on a light switch, and there was nobody in the room for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think pre-ordering as a whole is fine. I think I don't think pre-order incentives are bad. I think it's something that no. greedy, greedy companies made bad. It's nothing that's inherently evil, but you can very easily make evil. Yeah, and that and that's what's happening with these buy it here and buy it there guys. Yeah. And as much as everybody's excited about God of War, excuse me, don't don't pre order it. Because you know, they're telling you you have to go to GameStop to get something you can't get anywhere else unless you they're probably gonna make you buy it for like two or three bucks. Yeah. And now you're not buying a sixty dollar game, you're buying a sixty three dollar game or a sixty five dollar game. And there because will be more where that GameStop. came from. Yeah, and, and if we support that and we tell them that it's okay by putting down our pre-orders on, peop- on on the companies that do this, then they are going to continue to do it, and other companies are going to jump on board as well. Yeah. And people have been saying forever, I read an article today, I won't say where it's from, but they were saying how pre-ordering is terrible and you know the companies who do it are terrible and the retailers who do it are terrible and yada, yada, yada. And that's not, I, I don't agree with that at all. No. I think that's, I think that opinion is completely incorrect. I think pre-ordering is perfectly fine because you're not, lo- it's not, you're not signing a contract. Yeah. You're just saying, I'm probably going to buy this game. And I have canceled pre-orders before because a game got terrible reviews or 
Um, I just decided at that point that there were better games out. There's nothing wrong with that. But I will not be pre-ordering games that say, hey, if you want this particular sword, you're going to have to go to Best Buy. But I know you really, really like this costume for this character, so you you would rather, you need to get it from Amazon. And that's dumb. Yeah. That's, I don't want to have to pay extra to get stuff that you're including depending on where I buy it. It's and clearly already the, finished and ready for you know the full release. Right, and the retailers are at fault as well because they're the ones that are working out these deals to make sure they get this custom stuff. But one of the two has to step up and say, no, the, no let's be the big guys and say, we're going to... I mean, Amazon, I know Amazon's really struggling to stay afloat. Um, but they could say, look, they're doing custom... Uh, DLC, depending on where you pre-order it, it's going to be like $3 per, per piece once it's released. We're going to knock $9 off the game. That way you buy it from us and you don't have to worry about it and you spend that $9 that you save from us to get all the DLC. There you go. Problem solved. And then all of a sudden everybody cheers and hoots and hollers for Amazon and loves them like the internet loves Elon Musk. <laughs> so... You know, I it's mean, it's not going to happen, but it would be wonderful. No, yeah, but I mean, somebody eventually has to do something like that for this to change, or we, which we have never been successful at this as a gaming community, has to say no, we're not okay with this. That you never know, happens. No, it won't. If if some somebody writes an article we don't like, the community rises up like they're ready to to take back America again. Pitchforks, and yeah, I mean, it's. It's full-on warfare, but, you know, we say, oh, we don't like this. And then we go and do it anyways. Yeah. Um, so we need to kind of readjust where we put our energy. And I think the energy needs to be into telling the companies, hey, we're really excited that you're putting out the new God of War. It looks like an incredible game. I can't wait to play it. But don't punish me because I am loyal to a retailer. Yeah. The end. Totally and, agree. you know. The, uh, that's ridiculous. So, what else, do you have anything else on pre-order stuff, or do you think we pretty much beat that horse? I have a funny story to share. It's very quick. Go for it. Um, Go for it. I'm going to have a sip of water. Once upon a time, I pre-ordered a little game called Watch Dogs. And weirdly... The, say it again? Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs, yeah. yeah. And weirdly, the pre-order incentive was a poster... But it wasn't when you actually got the game. It was when you pre-ordered, you get a poster. Right. I never <laughs> went through on my pre-order. I have never owned Watch Dogs. This poster, I am currently looking at it. It is hanging on my door. I don't have yeah. the game, but I have the poster. <laughs> now, how how close in proximity is that poster to a poster of Beyonce? Uh, well, there is a poster... A, cu- a cardboard cutout life-size and a People magazine picture of her <laughs> all within two to three foot feet of it. Oh, and a calendar outtake. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, so there's four <laughs> surrounding him immediately. Well, he's in a good spot then, I he's guess. He's doing great. Um, yeah, he's, he's surrounded by Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the plural. I, I would assume so. <laughs> so... All right, let's move into to, um, topic number two, which is uh, day one patches. Can I this start is... this off? 
Yeah, because I don't think there's a whole lot to cover here. But no, I want to just, there isn't a lot to cover, but I would just want to start it off. I don't think that day one patches are bad, and I'll get into that in a little bit. I just want to share the absolute worst version of a day one patch. Uh, this is a game called Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. This is a game that literally got released because Activision was like, oh, we have the license to this for like another year. Let's put this out. The game was so, like, restrained. Basically, it came out on the day the license, like, the day before the license expired. They could not put it out any later, so it was super-duper time-restrained. Um, to the point that if you bought this game physically, you were buying nothing but an unlock for the entire game. So the day one wow. patch was the game. <laughs> And that is horrible I, for not... a number of reasons, but probably the worst reason is that 10, 20 years when these servers are no longer, you know, up, and you want to play this right. game, and, you know, you're buying it for the first time, you can't. You cannot play it because it's not on the disc at all. Wow. The day one patch. We'll have to look back game. and see if they ever rectified that. I don't think they I, I... could. I think after the license went out, they weren't allowed to. Huh. Isn't that like awful? Interesting. <laughs> that that is pretty terrible. Um I will say the day one patches are frustrating. Um because you know, you get home with your game at you know, say you go to a midnight watch and you get home like twelve fifteen or whatever, put in the game. You can't play. And then your PlayStation has to do an update, because of course it does. And then you have to do the download for the day one patch, which is like 47 gigs. Mm -hmm. So you wasted your time because you don't get to play it till tomorrow anyways. Mm -hmm. um, you know where that doesn't and, happen? Uh, Nintendo. I bought yeah. Zelda at my night and was playing it at 1215. Yeah. So the Switch is, you know, it, it's some, it's a different beast and it's very good about that. I just, I don't think the day one patches are a big deal. Uh, you know, just and, and I don't an think annoyance. that... Yeah, they're more of an annoyance, and they don't. I don't think they require much um, outcry from the community. No, they're, they're a product of the time. You know, this couldn't be done on the yeah. GameCube PS2 era because it couldn't. Now that it can, it's going to happen. You know, it allows for, you know, they don't have to reissue the game completely if they want to change something. They can just be like, oh, let's patch this in real quick. Right, and and really, if you look at it, it's kind of a nice thing because you get the game after it already gone gold and it's in production. Which the 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 gamer base is significantly larger today than it was, you know, ten fifteen years ago. Yeah. So production takes longer, but they know, like, hey, let's continue to work on this game. Let's iron and, this out all the bugs we can get. And it's actually, I I respect them for doing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm always as annoyed as I am because I want to play the game immediately. I appreciate that they continue to work on it because they, they really didn't have They're to. trying to they give have... us the best product, you know, they can give us. Yeah, and and that's and, and that kind of goes back to the pre-order thing that pisses me off so much about that is you have a bunch of people who work extremely hard to get these games out and then the people who are publishing it make it so that we can't support them and thank them for making these artistic, beautiful games or no. fun games or whatever because we're pissed off at the, the the publishers so you know it's 
it's all about money. It's that's this. We live in a capitalist society. This is going to be what happens. People want to make as much money as possible. But at some point, you know, and part of this, this is going to sound like we're just trying to use them to talk about how great we are. <laughs> and it's not. Um, that is 100% us, what we came to when we were deciding what to do. The yeah. Podcast on. <laughs> yeah. We're like, what should we podcast this week? I was like, I don't care. Let's just talk ourselves. <laughs> um, and so then, uh, you know, Colby went to pre-order something. I was like, there we go. We'll just talk about pre-orders and then how great we are. <laughs> um, but, you know, the my views on how, how Gaming Historian, how Bagel Games will go in the future is that we will get sponsorships because we ultimately do need to make money so that, you know, whenever we're spending 20, 30, 40, 50 hours a week, there's some compensation, especially for the rest of the guys here who are, who are taking time and the rest of the women here that are taking their time. I need to, to feed my cats. Help us. Yeah, the, we, we have to make some money, but we're going to make sure that we do it in a way that's responsible and honest. We're not going to we're not going to grab a sponsor for, um, you know, a, a pooper scooper because it has <laughs> nothing to do with what we do. We're, we're going to try unless to it's a really there. cool one. <laughs> Unless we have a show that has to do with dogs, then, you know, if there's doggy historia, <gasps> then, you know, the can we of have dogs, that? <laughs> maybe. I mean, we're, I don't even know how many shows we're working on at this point. Like 12. Um, it's something like that. Yeah. And uh, we'll be introducing some new people here very soon. We have a number of new shows coming up. I'll talk about that later. Um, but we're going to try to make sure that on Bago and on Gaming Historia, that whenever you get advertisements and sponsorships, they're as close to being relevant as possible, and they're non-invasive. The, you know, it'll be a short clip at the beginning, short clip in the middle, short clip at the end, that's it. And the rest of it's about the show. And we've talked about Patreon. If there's interest in it, let us know. Maybe we'll go that way instead. But I think doing advertising, that way we continue to pr- provide these things for free to you. And we get to actually, you know, eat um, is going to be important, but we're going to try to keep it, you know, loot box, loot crate, you know, those kind of places. We'll go after those for sponsorships, for for some of our family oriented stuff. We'll go after some of these, you know, family oriented like food places and things like that that would sponsor that will make sense. But we're not, you know, we're not going to if somebody comes to us and says, hey, we'll sponsor you. And it's something that's not going to fit in with what we're shooting for. We're probably going to turn them down. And that's going to be hard to do because, yes, we want money. But at the same point, we're more concerned about making sure that our brand is consistent Mm -hmm. and that you guys know what you're getting. So um, the only reason I bring that up is not necessarily to talk ourselves up, partly to kind of let you guys know what to expect as we grow. But these are things we've talked about day in and day out as we try to to put out strategies for how Bago and how Gaming Story are going to grow. And everybody on the site is uh, is in the same place. We we want to make sure that the quote-unquote customer comes first, the audience comes first. Mm-hmm. And it seems like right now publishers aren't thinking that way. Developers are, publishers aren't. And unfortunately, publishers are the ones that are deciding how we get our games so the ones that are publishing the games (laughs) right so that's that's the issue there so that leads us kind of into dlc um i'm gonna i'm gonna start this one off with one of my favorite games that has the most offensive dlc (laughs) 
available. And it is Dead or Alive 5. It's one of one of my favorite games of all time. Incredible fighting game. We're going to talk about the women in Dead or Alive 5 at another time. Um, that'll be another subject. But the game itself, the fighting in Dead or Alive 5, is, is very smooth. It's very cinematic. It's a lot of fun. But Dead or Alive has always been about costumes and unlocking costumes and stuff like that. And they added quite a few costumes in the game. Mm-hmm. But to really get a bunch of costumes, season passes were almost $100, if not oh. $100 or more. Why are fighting games that, so bad about DLC? And Dead or Alive is the worst. And it was just for costumes. You were paying, uh, I don't have it up right now, but I, I remember on sale it was like $96 for one season of, I think they did nine seasons or five seasons. Nine, did you say $96 for yeah. a season? For one season. Good lord. Of, a lot of seasons. It's worse than and, Street Fighter. Oh, it, it is absolutely atrocious. And there's no way for you to earn those costumes. You have to buy them. <laughs> oh my god. You cannot... Yeah, you have to straight up buy them with money. Well, at and, least the the Battlefront 2, at least it had a path to get the stuff it was basically making you pay for. Right. And you can make an argument that it's just costumes. But part of Dead or Alive is having cool costumes like on your character costumes. while you're beating people's faces in online. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the fact that you... I remember a friend of mine and I were playing it. We were playing on the couch, and I was like, oh, there's a costume sale right now going on. Let's go pick up a couple costumes to start putting on the characters and stuff. And spent like 30 bucks on cosmetics in a game. Lord. And before I even realized it, I was like, oh, this costume pack would be cool. Um, and then $30 later, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I just spent 30 bucks on nothing. I just threw $30 into the void. And I still play Dead or Alive 5, so I'm not real upset about it. But it's it's atrocious, the amount that they're charging for that. And that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. Go go with I need to breathe after all this nonsense that I've been spouting. So go. Well, while you're breathing, oh, I, one <laughs> the worst DLC to me is things where you're buying an unlock, basically, like the the original Destiny DLC. Um, I remember my friend telling me how he glitched out of bounds into the DLC. It's there. They just right. don't want you to pay. It's it's on the disc. They just want you to yeah. pay more, which I think is that is probably the worst type of DLC to me. Before you know, it's not like you know they this came out you know a few months after they they finished it up after the game went gold. No, it was done. It released with the disc. Yeah. That's that's extremely extremely scummy. Yeah, your categories, and I agree with the cat. No, for sure. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, uh... like the, like for example, uh. An old game, maybe some of you played PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Uh, hey, that's two in a row for you. This is your new FIFA. <laughs> Did I mention it last time too? Yeah, last Dude. last week on the Q and A, you mentioned. I it. love that game. Oh yeah, I did. Um, they did a, yep. a thing where they they posted uh, a, an announcement when the game went gold. Then they said we're also developing two DLC characters. They're going to be free for. I think they were like free for like two or three months. That's cool, you know? They weren't on the... Yeah. The game went gold. They developed some characters. They were free for a while. That That's a good way to do DLC. 
Because, you know, then the late adopters, yeah, they'll still have to that. pay a little bit. It was something, you know, for the early adopters. I think that's that's a good way to get, do DLC. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with DLC whenever it's a reasonable price. Like, like The Witcher 3 handled DLC beautifully. Oh, that's a ton you know. of content. Yeah, it's... The problem I have is... Even Elder Scrolls did it pretty well. Um, Zelda? Zelda has done it well. But really... I'm just going to... I traded in Zelda because I don't have time you to, to sit down what? with it right now. I, I, I traded in Zelda because I have no time I'm right suing now. you. Um, no, but here, let me tell you the reason. There's already, what is it, two DLC packs out for it? Yeah. I'm going to wait for the Hyrule Edition or whatever they call it and buy it whenever I have a little bit more time and get all the DLC for free. I'm still suing you. I, I mean, but you know, honestly, but that's, that's a valid point. That right? might not even Nintendo's weird. I could they honestly are, see I them mean, not doing. I could see them doing it, but I could also see them not doing that because their yeah, games, and, and if their not, games keep Zelda. their value. Okay. You can still get most of the Pokemon games for the DS still go for their release price. You know, from ten years ago. Well, yeah. So I mean, yeah, but, uh, they keep their value. So I could see them not doing that. And and that may be the case, but I mean the point stands though that you know for like the Elder Scrolls, if if they if Elder Scrolls Six came out tomorrow, I probably wouldn't buy it because I wouldn't have time to sit down with it. Mm -hmm. I would wait until the Legendary Edition came out, which was the upgraded one with all the DLC and everything for twenty bucks less. Yeah, I you know and the Royal and Edition that, for Final Fantasy. Yeah, and so I I get what they're doing there. The DLC stuff and then re-releasing these things later on is to prey on the weakness that most people have that they want to play it now. Getting as um, much money as you can. Yeah, and and that's fine if the content is there. But like I said, Dead or Alive, as much as I love the the series, and you know it's ridiculous. And and FIFA is a is a huge problem in this area as well. Because as they're trying to get FIFA into an eSport environment, you don't choose your team. You take an ultimate team in. And you either spend all day, all night working to uh, to, to get packs or to shop the market, the, oh, the online market for the team. What, what was that? I was like, or you pay. I oh, was kind of trying or, to lead you yeah. in there. <laughs> it, it didn't come off like well. Having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, or or you spend 50 bucks to get a whole bunch of, you know, 80, 85 rated players. Is that, that a good Then rate? you have to go sell on the market. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is. Uh, Not for pro level? What a, what a, yeah, and there's there's some really good 70s, 80s, and 90s out there, but, you know, like, your Ronaldos, your Messis, your guys who are in the high 90s, um, your Boatangs, the... Oh, yeah, the, all those the, people. Those guys that you follow. Yes. Those <laughs> characters that you want, um, they're super rare, and Magic the Gathering was, like, the first DLC company out there because you had to go out and buy packs and... 1992 or 93 whenever it came out and Has hope it really that been out that long good card yeah it's 26 27 years now oh, wow. um they had their 25th year or their 25 years celebration 
I think in 2017. So yeah, it's 26 years now. Hmm. Um, that DLC so, doesn't feel as bad though, because when I buy Pokemon cards or I buy Magic cards, getting something, no matter are, what, yeah. I am getting something. That's a loot box, basically. Yeah, and and that's cool because you get to keep that stuff. And you know, Chloe actually started getting somewhat interested in the Pokemon card game. She's yes, she's toying with the idea of learning. Oh to my play. gosh, I'll battle her. Um, yeah, well, I bought a bunch for her whenever she was younger, uh, a bunch of the cards and packs and stuff, and have like I don't know, special, rare, shiny cards all over the place. <laughs> um, and she has a book full of like these super shiny. Uh, Ryogan EX DX LX something. Ryogan, something. I don't know. He's a big, <laughs> not that flying well fish. Is, is that a is that a Pokemon? Is that a Digimon? I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a big, like black and white flying fish thing. Rayquaza? No, I mean that's sure. shiny Rayquaza. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, but the card is like a is like a full art, super shiny premium card. And whenever you open that physically, yeah, it does feel better than regular DLC. Um, they do these things now called jumbo cards, where it's literally a card that's like four times the size of a regular card. I've been hanging them up. How how do they do that? So it's usually when you buy a box. Um, oh, it's in the box. Yeah, like you'll either get like a figurine of someone or a box. Or I mean, or a jumbo. Oh, okay. So it's a little incentive to buy a box. And usually the yeah. boxes are a better value than just buying that many individual packs anyways. So it's, oh, yeah. it's a really good deal. Yeah. So, yeah, I, the magic thing and the Pokemon thing probably isn't the best comparison to DLC, but it's kind of where it started. No, yeah, no, that's it, the first form of it. There's there's mythics and stuff that you need magic to make decks that are competitive, and so you had to buy packs until you got them or trade or buy them individually. I just realized and The something. prices were always super high. You know what probably like the earliest form of DLC in video games was? What? The and knuckles add-on for the Genesis. Oh no, the earliest form of DLC was the Game Genie. But that wasn't like from the developers. No, but that was straight up like from a developer, yeah, Sonic and Knuckles is probably the first one. But the Game Genie like lets you do so many cool things with your game. That extends that like... the life of your games for sure. Yeah, big time. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and, and the problem is something like like a yearly release, like FIFA or Call of Duty. That stuff, it's irrelevant at the end of the year. Whenever the new title comes yeah. out, you spent that extra money for nothing. It's Gaming is at the point where they want you to throw your money at them and not think about the fact that you're losing money. Um you know other games like like dead or alive as expensive as it is that stuff continues on as long as you know the ps4 is around yeah and it's um, just you know when there's like like a game like the witcher i don't feel nearly as bad as putting money on that towards a different game like league of legends where i'm just buying a bunch of costumes or i'm just right. or, or like you said a yearly release where i know in a few months this is all not going to be worth it i'd rather i'd much yeah, rather I've, put one chunk of money towards something valuable rather than a bunch of small microtransactions towards something that's not worth it. Right. And, and I've gotten to a point now and and mobile games have helped me get here to where there's the occasional time where I have like a I gotta spend some money today on some DLC or on some packs or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
but for the most part i'm like i'll just work towards getting these extra things i, I don't need yeah. dlc right now unless it's some big content patch or, or some big storyline i don't have any desire to get it and mm-hmm. that is that is the developer's fault for shoving this stuff down our throat at prices that are pretty ridiculous for a, a digital product you know and and it goes back to our our old rise and fall digital podcast our old one our <laughs> two weeks ago <laughs> or three weeks ago whatever it was um but it goes back to that one where we talk about the fact that you're spending 60 bucks for something that is not technically yours and mm-hmm. yes you get the experience and that's worth something but i i think that they're starting to think i mean horse armor was a perfect example of greedy dlc you're not getting experience for buying horse armor in elder scrolls the your horse just has armor on it now why not just give that free mm-hmm. and just say hey guys i mean how much time did it really take to create horse armor um but you know something like the witcher you have an experience that you'll remember um so there's a fine line, but they shove it down your throat with so many little things, so many microtransactions that we're starting to become numb to, to seeing all this stuff because we're buying $60 games that are throwing free-to-play monetization strategies in our face. And it's like, I, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm done with buying DLC. And, uh, I mean, DLC isn't a problem, but it can be. And... It's, it's, it's another, in my it's just like pre-order bonuses. Not inherently bad. Yeah, right. Can be awful. Right. And, and it's, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. This has been a frustrating podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about um, everything that I, makes us angry. Yeah, this was, we should just call this anger history. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our, that's our next spinoff. Yeah, that's just another one that's coming. Um. I, I think that's it. I, I spoke my mind as, as much as I'm willing to before I, I burst slam my my surface on the ground. <laughs> so what do you have? Anything else on there? Uh, I mean, no. All these things are just things that aren't bad but can just be made bad and are going to continue to be made bad until we as a community come together and put a stop to it, which we never will. Right, we won't. I mean, that's our goal, is to make the community one big happy family that will work together to get stuff done. But they will never. No, there's no way. There's no way that ever happened. Um, Prove us wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Make a a liar out of me. Um, Please do. All right, so let's give a little update on where things are going in the near future for Bago and Gaming Historia. Yeah. so, Bago Games, we are ramping up production significantly. A lot of new people have come on board to be part of the Bago family as writers. Um, some of them are also going to be hosts on new shows on uh, Gaming Historia, which is kind of turning into just the Historia network, because um, we're going to cover some non-game stuff. Um, but on Bago, you're going to see more board game stuff, more PlayStation VR coverage, which we talked about what kind of VR coverage we want to do, and really, most games that are coming out on the Vive and Rift are also coming out on the PlayStation VR. 
and the PlayStation VR has the bigger install base, so we're just going to go with a bunch of PlayStation VR coverage. Um, a lot of board game stuff. We're going to start transitioning from just family stuff to some of the more hardcore. If you're a big board game fan, you'll have some of that stuff. Um, we may even have a podcast coming soon that covers board games. Perhaps. Um, we are uh, going to start covering a lot more anime, manga, and geek culture stuff. We're going to, that stuff's all coming down the line pretty soon. We're going to be talking about uh, collectibles, statues, things like that. Um, so if you're into the big collectibles, the kind of more expensive stuff and things like that, we'll be covering that very soon in more detail on the site. Um, Still so got all I, our video I, game I, stuff as usual, too, of course. Yeah, and, and, and we're going to keep the main focus is video games we're just going to throw some other stuff in there that if you don't know that you like it you probably do and we're going to introduce you to it if, if you haven't tried it out before um so so that's keep an eye on bagel you'll see that stuff going on under gaming historia we have of course this coming out weekly which i'm very impressed with our schedules that we have hit it every week um this is is this episode uh, yeah five weeks in a row now right yeah i think so yeah, this is the fifth episode, so we're we're finding time to make it happen. Um, we're going to start doing some interviews soon. I think I mentioned that in the past, but uh, keep an eye out for a, a hopefully a weekly interview podcast um, with people from all kinds of different industries within entertainment um, that work at different levels. So if you are interested in getting into a particular industry, keep an eye on the interview stuff because we may actually interview somebody who's already doing that. And we'll get their story of how they got there. Um, and then another podcast that we have coming up is we're going to cover some of the titles that don't get the respect they need that are more story focused. That, uh, you know, some of the games that are being developed to help people that are struggling with depression or anxiety, things like that. We're going to talk about those at length each week. We'll cover something different. Um, I think the first podcast is already ready to record. So hopefully we'll have that out within a week or two of you hearing this podcast. Um, then we have a few other surprises that let, let's get these settled in first. Um, and you know, we, we want to hear from you guys, see what you like, see what you don't like, because we do this podcast for two reasons. We like sitting down and talking to each other and doing it in a way that it is hopefully entertaining for you guys. And we also feel like we have the ability to get some opinions out there that that aren't being heard enough. And hopefully we'll get some growth and more and more people will hear it. And it'll strike up some conversations, especially as we start getting into um, even more hot button issues than pre-orders and digital games. So, um, you know, give us some feedback. Hit, hit us on Twitter. Hit us on Bagel Games, uh, hit us on iTunes, on Google Play, wherever you Carrier find Carrier Pigeon. Yeah, uh, send, us, send us letters to uh, the Bagel Show uh, uh, somewhere. On Main Street. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah, just give it to your mail carrier and say, get, get this to the, to the uh, Gaming Historia guys, and they'll know where to go. Um, Uber to our houses. Yeah, yeah, get, get a Lyft or Uber over to us. We don't want to play favorites with either one of those. Either one. Yeah. Um, yeah, either one's fine. Um, use a, use our uh, so, use our referral code. Get us some free rides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll make sure that we get you referral codes for all those soon too. Um, 
and sign up codes if you want to work for them. Um, any way to make money. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. But uh, we will. Um, we have a lot of stuff in the works, but we want to hear back from you guys. So do not hesitate to send us feedback. If there's something that you love, let us know. If there's something you didn't like, let us know. And it, it, it'll help us kind of shape what our strategy is going forward because we're constantly discussing all aspects of, of what we're doing in the industry and trying to find our little place that, that you guys want. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's ultimately our goal. So that's my closing soapbox and, and update on everything. Colby fire away. What do you got? Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everything. <laughs> Colby underscore tour. Uh, all right. So, so Colby underscore tour on Twitter. Um, you can find them on bagel games and uh if it's not already set up i think we have something that we're about to set it up so that you can follow authors that you like on bago oh really um yeah oh, follow I, I think we me. have that in the works <laughs> yeah so if people like your writing i would be surprised but <gasps> they can follow you <laughs> i i kid you have so <laughs> many lawsuits coming your way <laughs> oh i know this is this is just leftover animosity is, from last week. Yeah, no, um, there's a lot left there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we are still we're in couples counseling. Um, <laughs> uh, but follow follow Colby at Colby underscore tour. Uh, follow me at Limited Fell on Twitter. Follow me first. You though. Yeah, go for it, and then that way you see him retweet all my stuff that I tweet. That's important. Don't if you have um, to pick one of us, pick me. It's <laughs> not him. Yeah, because he retweets everything I tweet. I don't know because about it that. Matters. I don't retweet anything he tweets because I'm just gonna unfollow you. Know, you. I can't be bothered. Um, <laughs> you just lost yourself, <laughs> <a> follower. <laughs> oh no. Um, oh, and if we get enough, we would like to eventually be able to. We have trouble closing out the show. I do. Um, I would love to end every show with reading listener mail. I'll I'll write in some listener mail every time. Yeah, well, then I'm going to have to edit it for like an hour. It's all Beyonce. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and then it'll require me to edit it, and then another (laughs) editor to go in to do a second edit, and then we'll have to run it through some program to make sure that we got everything. I mean, it's just a mess. So hopefully somebody else can write in, and we can do some listener mail. So... Again, podcasts with an S at bagogames.com will get you, uh, we'll, we'll send emails directly to us. We'll read it on air. You'll be internet famous for your 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we answer questions, whatever. It, we have no shame. I mean, if you listen to the last episode, you'll you'll hear how we have no shame at all. At all. And uh, so throw questions at us that are that are burning questions that you'd like read. And start building up random questions that you'd like us to answer for our next Q&A, which will probably be in a couple months yep. uh, once we build a bigger audience. And uh, I guess that's it. I, th- I I think this went really well. I think this was a fun show. So it was an infuriating one. Yeah, I mean. But, you know, talk with your wallets, not with your mouth. That's what we're asking. Yeah. So... There we go. We will see you next month. Well, we're not going to see you. We're <laughs> You'll hear us, though. Uh, uh, I'll decide whether or not I leave that in because that made me sound real dumb. Um, <laughs> we, will, we will be back next Monday 
Uh, thanks for listening, and we will talk at you in a week. <laughs> Bye-bye.